Welcome to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema, from new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now, to the men behind the mic. Welcome, MRU, to another episode of Sin City. I am your host, Nick Manessis. Today, we have a special guest with us, Adam Solway. Hello, Adam. Hey, Nick. Glad to be here. Awesome. Today, we'll be discussing your latest film, A Night Out. Once again, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, thanks so much. I'm I'm super glad that... uh... You know, it's finally out there. I'm finally done with it, so people get to see it. So, but I'm glad you liked it. Thanks so much. It's an honor. So, first of all, I'd like to talk a bit more about you, or rather, your uh, your interest as a filmmaker. Okay. I'd like to hear some of the details, please. Like, sure. Just like as as kind of like why I got in the film, or of course, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. That's going to be a, a long one. But, uh, yeah, when I was, like, young, I I, I was the only kid for a long time. Um, so I had a lot of free time. And I used to watch a lot of TV, like, at, at night. So I watched, like, everything from TV shows to the cartoons and stuff. And I, I watched a lot of movies mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, so I think that's kind of where my, my interest in film kind of came from. I, I watched tons of movies. And even when I was that young, I, I kind of kind of decided what, what I liked about them and what I didn't like about them. I could tell which movies had like high budgets. I can tell which movies had lower budgets or, or kind of like B movies. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that's where my interest in film kind of sprouted from. And then I think grade six, uh, yeah, I think around grade six was a time where I kind of, I begged my parents to get me like uh, a video camera. Um, yeah, so they so they finally gave in. They, gave, they got me a camera, and back then, um, the cameras took. Um, I don't know if you've seen them. They took tapes, mm-hmm. they're kind of like DV tapes. So I had a little camcorder. So I used that, and I I had a, a bunch of cousins um, that I used to hang out with. So we would just kind of just make really, you know, little stupid movies with each other, like with action figures or like just. Um, create little skits and stuff and like just film each other and this was like way back in like grade six so and then after that like junior high and stuff I kind of um, kind of w- wanted to learn more about it so I took some uh, like video classes photography classes um, yeah, around that time too I was watching more and more movies and stuff and that there was c- certain directors I liked when I was in junior high like I really liked Tarantino back then nice. like, <laughs> like David Fincher um uh yeah just like different directors i kind of had a taste for back then um and then it wasn't really until like high school um i started uh really getting into it i was kind of uh i got asked to join like a uh a competition like a it was called the the alberta skills competition it's kind of like a like a like a trade trade um trade show competition so there's like carpentry and you know plumbing and stuff like that but there's also like a category of like um tv and film production so me and another person from my school um were a team and we entered that competition and i I think that was grade 10 and i went into that competition every year uh throughout high school but um but yeah the competition was basically you kind of go to this big 
um, trade show competition and you have to you get given a topic and then you go out and shoot like a promotional video about the the event itself so there i kind of learned like um you just kind of have to write and shoot and edit and the video has to be done before the competition is over um and i i think i, I competed regionally then i i competed provincially a couple times but um yeah that was a kind of like a a big video thing in high school and, and and in high school too i also made like little shorts and stuff and animation shorts and stuff and stuff like that um yeah then in grade 12 i i wanted to um look for like a film school because i wanted to learn more about film and i knew there's so much i needed to learn more so i was i applied to state polytechnic for the film and video production program um that was like yeah that was in my last year of school and um i found out i got in while i was in grade 12 so so after i finished high school that was like 2015 and then that very same fall i went to state um and i was at yeah state film and video and there like i, I learned tons of stuff about like man like everything there is to do about like film production so we learned tons about like writing scripts uh we learned tons about uh, like set etiquette like how to properly like um work at a set um like every stage of production from like pre-production production and post-production uh, we we made tons of shorts documentaries um and yeah shorts documentaries and other types of stuff throughout the two years while we're there um in, in our second year at state we we had the chance to specialize into three different streams so there was like a producer director stream, there was a craft technical stream, which was like camera work and lighting grip and a post-production stream. Um, in my second year, I chose the craft tech stream. So my major was cinematography, lighting, grip and sound. Um, so the, in our second, yeah, so in our second year, um, we've all, we're in these streams and then in our second year, we've made these really big, like we made a 20 minute short, uh, two five minute shorts, uh, 10 minute documentary shorts. Um, I, I forget what else, but we made a, like tons of like films in our second year. Then we had like a, a year end like screening at the uh, Globe Cinema in Calgary. So, um, yeah. And then I, and then after that, I kind of worked all over like doing freelance stuff. Like I've done freelance cinematography. Um, uh, worked on tons of different independent films. I've, I've kind of, I've done, I kind of, I, I tried to get into the union stuff, like uh, IATSE, Local 212 stuff. I didn't really get into it that much, but I tried to go that route. Um, and then just recently, last year, was when I directed um, a night out, or I made a night out. And Again, what did you uh, start directing it? Uh, when, did, when did I direct it? Yeah, uh, on what year, uh, a night out? Uh, last year. Uh, 2019 yeah so and uh oh i also forgot um in 2018 um this was after i graduated from state but um back in my home reserve um six guy nation uh myself and a, a lot of people who were interested in film we started like a like a filmmaking group called the noppy collective um and it was just like a fame filmmaking group based in six where we kind of bring everybody who's interested in media or film and we all just kind of make films together. So we started that in 2019 and we made three films so far. 
and our third film was a night out so that's how a night out was made it was with the collective so yeah but yeah that's kind of like the, the footnotes of kind of like my journey from like you know my interest in film to like now so yeah very impressive adam really we can make a bio- we can make a biography a documentary after <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's been quite the journey man <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah same as you i also have i we both share the common goal basically it's always been my dream to become a filmmaker to yeah. be precise yeah always but now more on you actually you're the guest here oh <laughs> <laughs> well, good so now moving on to a, a night out I like first I tell it tells a very like personal tale basically about te- teenagers and going to par- and relationships between them. So um what would you say is there any anything that inspired you for to make the, the plot of the film like any life event in particular? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That the whole film was like tell. pretty personal to me. Um yeah, so I I started writing this back in uh, December of 2018, actually. Um, I originally wrote wrote tonight out for a different grant. It was a story hub grant that I, I didn't end up getting. But anyways, I was back then when I was writing this, I was just kind of reflecting on my journey so far as a person. And you know, like I, it wasn't it was a couple years ago at that time where I graduated from high school. And um, you probably know this too. Like when you graduate from high school, you, like everybody kind of goes on their own path. Mm-hmm. whether that be from going to school or going to work or, you know, sometimes you some of your close friends just kind of have to, you know, everyone grows up and y'all mm-hmm. kind of have to go out and stuff. But um, anyways, yeah, but this film was kind of inspired by, by that, just the idea of growing up, um, the idea of growing up on reserve. Um, back where I'm from uh, in Tixiga, um, it's, it's kind of like a huge, like rural area. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a teenager, you kind of just have to, um, find your own way of, of fun out there. So there was parties like back when I was a teenager there, but like the parties would be like far away and you have to get like a ride and you know, it would be like at winter time and stuff. And so this, the, the, the whole like, yeah, a night out party stuff was kind of inspired by that. Um, a res party, isn't that right? What's that? A res party is what they yeah. call it. Yeah, a res, res party. Yeah, that's what they, they're called down, down there. But um but yeah so and then the the characters themselves like um uh like the two boys their names are uh what are their names again uh, one of tommy and jared. tommy and jared yeah tommy and jared they're they're kind of based on like people like a little bit of myself and people who i grew up around with um for me personally i always like I always had older brothers and I had always had like other people to look up to. So a little bit of me is in Tommy and a little bit of me is kind of based on Jared. And, um, there was Corey, um, who was kind of based on, uh, yeah, kind of goofy older brothers that I've had and, um, um, like Nance and stuff. And the, the whole girlfriend, boyfriend breakup thing was kind of based on like, just like past, like, stints with like girls that I've had so but um yeah it's, it's all kind of like has elements of like what I've personally experienced or what I've seen and I just kind of wrote it that's the story pretty much so yeah yeah 
and uh, <clears throat> I believe, if my eyes are not mistaken, I believe I I saw you in the film, a, a cameo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. We're um... sitting on the couch. On the other... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we were. Um, uh, yeah, we. I think everyone, all the crew, like, has made a cameo in that film because we. Because we had the, we had the location and we had actors like we had the main actors and we had some extras. We only had a little bit of extras, but we needed some shots of like the whole party. And we just said, right, whoever's not doing anything right now, just um, just get in there and just go sit down. And I was I was free, so I kind of just sat down in that one shot. And I, that was my director cameo, I guess. So I, that was a party goer. So yeah. And just out of curiosity, that since there was a lot of drinking in that party, was that really alcohol yeah. or not? <laughs> no, 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 no. Unfortunately, no. That would be a train wreck if it was. But <laughs> no, no. We, we, I think um, our uh, set designer, uh, her name was Caitlin Pantherbone. She's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, she's a little bit more experienced in like um, uh, doing that sort of stuff. But, anyways, yeah, we just kind of collected um, empties. Um, old bottles that everyone had and we just kind of if it was vodka we fill it up with water or if it was like whiskey or something we would make iced tea and like fill it up yeah so, <laughs> yeah so we use like water and juice and uh, we just scattered them all over the set and yeah so. that's great i yeah. bet if you, if it was real you wouldn't be under <laughs> underage drink <laughs> yeah but it wouldn't have been great if it was real but yeah <laughs> And you uh, mentioned this was your third film, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like this, well, it's kind of funny. Um, I've made like some stuff like way before this, but th this was like back in like high school. Um, uh, but last year, I made, I made, I directed two shorts last year actually. Um, A Night Out was the one I've written directed, um, and I, I got asked to direct a, another short film. I didn't write it, um, but it, it's available on YouTube. It's called uh, Charlie Tube. Charlie it was a, uh, it was a, yeah, it was a story high funded um, film that uh, I believe it was an indigenous um, story high grants that they did um, a couple years ago. But anyways, um, so I directed that one, and then my cousin Trevor actually got his film funded um it was called broken records it's available on youtube as well on the story hive um youtube page um but I, on that film i um i was the uh, cinematographer so i did camera for that so so yeah i guess like three films last year so yeah so broken record and what was the other one uh, Char uh charlie tube yeah so broken records and charlie tube yeah it's kind of like youtube but like charlie tube yeah. Ah, okay, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I should check it out because there's some really great films. And also, um, in a night out, like, what are some of your um, influences? Like, any other films that basically influenced your like okay. inspiration for the plot or the style? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I really thought like I, I definitely like before I was making, I was thinking of like visuals and I was thinking of like shots I would do um that i was like inspired by um but yeah like like i kind of list off some of my favorite directors but i think when it when it came down to like shooting it on the day on the weekend actually of doing it like it it was kind of like a it's a yeah it was a, it was a lot to do like a, a night out was like a 17 page script i think right now it's it sits at 17 minutes 
and we shot that all in like two and a half days like that was tons of stuff to do but like influences um yeah there's definitely some some ideas that were floating around there but it was mostly just i didn't have time to think like you know maybe i should do this like tarantino or maybe i should do this like fincher i didn't really have time to do that but i was just like okay we just got to get this make sure the actors are are you know doing it right and um yeah so they, i mean there there have been influences but nothing like too major nothing like like trying to rip off or anything but yeah i definitely wanted to keep like a like a slower pace um i know like denis villeneuve likes likes his film to be very like like wow. tense and like um david fincher as well like like directors like that i, I really like i really enjoyed when directors take their time in storytelling and to build like suspense or like stuff like that very um, true never yeah. rush your work man yeah to the writers of game of thrones <laughs> yeah I've, i haven't actually watched game of thrones i know but um I, yeah i heard some things about it so <laughs> still saw yeah. about it by the way <laughs> oh yeah yeah my my, uh, my partner my girlfriend was a big fan of it and she wasn't that impressed with the last season so it's just mm -hmm. what i've heard recently so <laughs> yeah so anyway um that to your film i could i could feel like there were some like vibes from you know denis villeneuve and some from david fincher like you know because of the the social network all these disputes yeah. between teenagers with relationships and growing up too as well yeah yeah definitely i think i think um yeah actually that, that's right i think the social network um was definitely some like visual type stuff that I kind of like remembered from there was that scene um it's kind of like a montage but it's like uh it shows like these girls on a bus going to this into the into this like frat party and it shows like this frat party of like different shots and stuff and it's all like has music under it and I think those are definitely definitely like some visuals that, I, that stuck with me while I was like uh, at the party there and I was like yes. okay maybe I can try you know do something like that or yeah and how long did it take you to make this film uh, a night out um yeah man fuck a long time uh <laughs> yeah because I, 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 I can censor that last part out don't worry <laughs> yeah so like i man so i started writing at 2018 i bring it to the Nopi collective we, we workshopped it i think there was like seven drafts of the script and then we had to do rehearsals with um actors and stuff I, I think i only had about maybe two or three rehearsals um but yeah that was like in january february-ish of 2019 and then um pre-production stuff we, we found the location for the house in in Sixaga. it was like this old house that nobody lived in but it, it still had power and like um oh. yeah it still had power and heating i think but it was like a really tiny house it was only like a like a living room a kitchen um maybe like a weird little bedroom thing and a, and a bathroom um but we used that all for a night out so but it was like a really tiny house it didn't it didn't even have a basement actually um and we used the outside for the exteriors as well but anyway so we found that house in like february and then pre-production stuff with like props and um equipment and um, we, we, we just decided to roll. So I was the director, my cousin Trevor produced it. Um, and we kind of delved out like, um, 
uh, assistant director, uh, set designer, wardrobe, hair and makeup, um, sound, boom operator, cinematographer, camera assistants, grips, production assistants. We all kind of dealt that out to each other. So whoever wanted to do it. And then we shot a night out in March of 2019. And we, we shot it all within three days on a weekend. So we started on the Friday, um, I believe at like 5 p.m. ish. And we shot a lot of like night exteriors that night. And then we then we did, went on the Saturday. And I, I think that was like a, like a 12, 13 hour day of just like inside the house and shooting everything inside the house. And we, we shot it out of sequence. So I think we shot the, the poker scene stuff first. Then we shot the, the entrance when the boys get to the party. And then we shot the, the girls with the party stuff in, in the living room. And then we shot the rest of the party stuff. And then Sunday, we started a little bit later. We started around 12 p.m., but that ended up being like a 12-hour day. And we did, we, we did, uh, what did we do that day? I want to say some more party stuff that day. And then we some night shots of like the last scene where Corey slips and stuff and the boys run out to the night. So yeah, we did that all in three days. And then, and then from March to like October, I was like editing. So that was like putting it together, cutting it, um, doing the color, uh, the sound mix. I did it all by myself too. It was really hard to do. Wow. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, well, I, really, I had no choice because like, um, the, yeah, it's hard to like, yeah, I, th I think it's a, it's a big lesson to edit your first short film because you can really see all the stuff that you missed or the, the things that you, you should have gotten, or it's a good learning experience to, kind of edit your first film so but yeah I, I did it all and um i kind of got done it like in october and that's around the time i got accepted into uh the film festivals and stuff and then i went to la in november so yeah so like 2019 was like pretty much all a night out so and i just released it like last month so, yeah. <laughs> you got your film in the LA Film Festival. Congrats, man. That's like yeah, yeah. top so. tier. <laughs> top tier. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. It was okay. It was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. Um, I think, because, yeah, because I think I finished a cut of a night out in June of 2019. And then um, that's when I started setting it to film festivals. So, I got a lot, like a lot of notes. Like I sent it to Calgary International Film Festival. I sent it to TIFF. I sent it to like Imaginative. It's a, it's a film festival in Toronto. Wait, you sent it to TIFF? Yeah, I sent it to TIFF. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get in, but yeah, I didn't get in. But I sent it to TIFF. I sent it to uh, a couple of festivals in Vancouver and San Francisco. Wow. I sent it tons of places, but... I got a lot of no's. I didn't, I didn't get into those ones, but the only one that said yes was LA Skins. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boss, man. Well done. You should be proud. You and your crew, really. Yeah, no, I think we, yeah, I think we are. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Also, during this whole filming process, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced during the production? Uh, let's see. 
production time. I think, um, well, our crew, I think it, it was a big learning experience for everybody who worked on it. Um, cause it was the longest film that we've made at that time. Um, so we had a lot to do and everybody like who was on the crew members. Um, some of them, we all kind of differed in skill levels. So some people were, it was their first time doing sound or some people was their first time doing, um, assistant directing. Um, so we all kind of just kind of learned together and there was, there was like little challenges and stuff of like, um, you know, like we don't have enough time to, to do this scene again and we have to do this next one. Um, there was, uh, yeah, unfortunately there was like, um, there's, there's with any film, I think, um, we kind of have to manage people's, um, expectations of each other. So, um, yeah, there was just, yeah, I think it's just, those are challenges too, just kind of like working with everyone and just kind of having, you know, we all have to have patience with each other to, to make this thing. So, um, yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, like making a film is fun, but you know sometimes it can get pretty stressful. Like <laughs> if you work on one, but uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, I'm trying to think, what are the challenges? Oh, the cold. It was cold. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah outside. Yeah, I think we shot like that was like the weekend we shot it was like the last cold weekend of like the year. So like the boys were outside. They were walking to the party. And we had to bring like blankets on them, like between takes and stuff, and warm them up. And then, um, yeah, that one scene where they're like they're like standing there, and like snow, just out of nowhere, snow just started to like fall. And it wasn't like really like windy; it was just like this soft kind of like magical type snow that was like going like this. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is magic. So we had to like yeah, shots and stuff. And yeah, the first night was pretty cold, but the. Actually, yeah, the, the last night too. The, our last day of shooting was pretty cold as well. The the actor um, who was Corey, who did the slip. Well, actually, no, we had to, yeah, we had a stunt man do that. Actually, um, did you? I didn't even notice that. No. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we shot it in a way we, we didn't show his face. Um, his name was uh, Shane Hoof. He's kind of like a, an indigenous uh, stunt person. He had like a back brace and stuff, and we just put him. We put him in a Corey's wardrobe, so like the black little coat and like the pants and stuff and then we just shot it low and we didn't get his face and we just shot him like like on his back yeah I'm guessing. Those kind of, yeah those are kind of challenges we have to work around it's like how, how do we get uh tommy to like get pushed and hit the floor um that was another stunt and then the Corey slipping that was a stunt and then yeah just little stuff like that so Ooh. is he okay <laughs> yeah he's good <laughs> yeah no, he's good <laughs> he's a professional like he he was like do you want to do it again it's like oh it looked kind of like it hurt but yeah he's good nice and um <clears throat> tell i want to tell me more about uh your your other your other films basically like what were some of the influences for uh charlie's tube and um don't tell me a uh, broken record yeah perfect um yeah so let's see my cousin trevor wrote and directed um broken records um he that 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 film was kind of about like these two um this brother and sister these two teenagers who uh they're at their parents uh, house on the res and um their parents are having like a like a party 
like kind of like a party scene in the night out, but they're having a party upstairs and the kids are kind of just kind of downstairs and um, it, it takes place in the nineties, I think. Yeah. And then um, it's just kind of the story of like this, um, again, kind of like a coming of age story, like a grown up type story of like this, the main character is a, is, is a girl who has to like, um, yeah, she's, she kind of likes to watch like old VHS, like movies and stuff. And, she likes to has a very like imaginative mind and um yeah it's more just about um these two kids kind of like in this world and they have to overcome it and um they're kind of there for each other i guess but um yeah so my cousin trevor wrote and directed that um we uh yeah i was his cinematographer um we yeah it was, it was a ton of fun because that 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 short was um funded by story hive so it was uh, we had a pretty big budget for that so I got to use some pretty cool like camera stuff and cool camera lenses and stuff like that. And um, we shot that on a weekend too. Um, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday type thing. And then Charlie Two, Charlie Two was uh, same kind of deal. It was a funded story hive short. Um, that film it was written by. Um, it was funny. The team who made that film, Charlie Tube, there were a, a group of students um, from Old Sun Community College. And they wrote this script, Charlie Tube, about this this person who, um, again, he's he's kind of living on the res and he doesn't have much to do, but he he creates like a, a YouTube personality, and he he makes like he makes like indigenous type like funny videos and stuff. So, um, so that was the story. They they wrote it, and then they needed someone to direct it, and they reached out to me to direct it. So, yeah, so that was a lot of fun too. Like we. Yeah, that was a lot of fun too. We just um, we found this house, just one of the pre people had, and we just filmed this whole whole movie there. So, but I'm really glad how it turned out. So, yeah. So basically, a pattern I'm seeing here in your films are they're basically coming of age stories, right? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you look at it, that way. yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's it's just kind of like for like what have what I've experienced. Um, kind of like more recently um yeah and i think um yeah i think that it kind of goes back to like writing like write what you know type stuff and this stuff kind of just come comes up um yeah i'm really thankful to be a part of like the projects of like broken records and and charlie too because i really connected with like the, the scripts that you know trevor wrote and the, the class wrote for that, those movies but yeah like I've, i think that's a yeah, pretty major theme about <laughs> all of our films that last year. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Glad <laughs> you mentioned that. This has got me reminding of uh, Roma. You know Roma? Oh, okay, I haven't seen that yet. I want to see it. Oh, it's a really great film because um, yeah. it's basic kind of kind of like how your uh, like your films they basically are telling the director's story like their own childhood and experiences while giving different names to the characters. So yeah, I see a parallel between those two. Yeah, yeah, I really want to see that. That was um, uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've seen like his other films. I'm a big fan of. I haven't seen Gravity. But I've seen um, one of my favorite films from him was uh, Children of Men. That's a really great film. Um, I haven't. Yeah, I'm not sure what else he's made. Didn't he make the? He made a Harry Potter film, didn't he? Correct. Yeah, the Prisoner. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Time favorites. Yeah, yeah I know Would he's you really see, a good character. 
would you say his uh, his films kind kind of influence your work? Hmm. I think uh, I think ideas and stuff of like visuals and and, and stuff. Um, man, I, I, Children of Men was like uh, I, I think I watched that when I was like in like junior high. But like, anyways, it was like a really. Like I, I, I don't know how many times I watched that film like over and over because I just I really like the story. I like the music. I like the performances and stuff. And um, yeah, have you seen it, Children? Children? Uh, no, not yet. Like, okay, uh, you should see it. It's really good. It's like this. It's like a post-apocalyptic, but like, uh, um, yeah, like I think in the world, like women they can't have babies and stuff. So. Yeah. Like there's uh there's like this miracle of like this woman had a baby and like this main character has to like protect it in this like war torn like world and stuff and like it's really good. So I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see it. It's on my list, definitely. <laughs> and um also when it comes do you aside from directing, do you do you normally like, you know, when writing your films, do you find it more easier or harder to come up with you know original stories like more from your own like borrowed from your own imagination or from other films which yeah yeah i think that's the that's the yeah that's the main struggle that we all have i think <laughs> as filmmakers we uh we, we have our own stories that we want to tell and um we kind of we kind of use like films and stuff to kind of like relate to, you know, that's the way I would make it or that's the, that's the way I would show it. Right. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like I've, I, right now, cause I've, I haven't written anything yet, but right now I have ideas and visuals in my head of what I want my next story to be. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think it's, I think it's hard, you know, uh, my, um, depend on different who you ask but um, yeah like for Night Out it was a personal story I think the next one definitely is going to be another personal story I think my next one's going to relate to like brothers or like um, oh that's nice yeah because yeah. I, I only have one brother I have a younger brother so I, I want to tell a story that kind of um, kind of not based on a relationship but has like elements of like um, a younger and older brother and you kind of saw that a little bit in like Jared and Tommy so but yeah like I think that's like my next story is going to be something about brothers and it still might be grown up too so I don't know that's nice I, I love I love these kind of stories by the way um, brotherhood stories personal stories yeah. Yeah. oh it appears hello. hello sorry I'm so late you guys uh, no oh my goodness Adam I'd Did like you, you to uh, a good friend of mine, the host of the URBF. I woke up at like two, literally two today. I was so tired. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice to meet you, though. This is awesome. Where, where did I interrupt you guys? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I think we just ended off on a question. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, question. So, how are you, Nick? Pretty good. Yeah. And by the way, it, it, it's it's okay. Don't don't worry. Um, it's okay. I understand why you had to make it late. Sorry, for not. Yeah, was, I went to bed at like four almost, and then I woke up at two today. Oh shit! Just oh, good. <laughs> it was a weird day for me, but oh, at least I could make it for the last half. That's. <laughs> okay. I didn't sleep too long. <laughs> that was good, man. <laughs> 
how's, how's everything going with you uh, since you've been in quarantine? Yeah, it's, it's been okay. Like, I, man, I was just telling Nick, I was like, um, uh, I wish I could get a haircut. Hopefully soon, man. My hair is getting so long. And I'm, just, I'm sick of, like, washing it every day and stuff. And, yeah, I really need a haircut. So, what about you? It's, it's going well, though. It's going well pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I'm wanting things to go back to normal, but I've kind yeah. of gotten used to it now, you know? Yeah. Just, just uh, trying to enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. lots of movies and Good. trying to get inspiration for, for future projects and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's yeah, good. same. I've been, like, yeah, watching tons of movies. I'm kind of crossing off my watch list. So, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I was wanting to ask, Nick's probably asked already in the first 30 minutes, but I was really curious because um, I saw like probably six months ago, maybe it came up on my LinkedIn or something about you um, attending the it was a film festival in L.A., I believe, for your film. They got into the <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was that experience? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was like, uh, it was my, yeah, my first festival experience. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Like I, uh, it was in LA. It was at the the Chinese theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because um, a month before the the film festival, I was in um, I was in California. I, I took like a family trip with me, and my family and stuff, and um, I, I got notified that I got into that festival while I was at. Um, in California too, and I was like, I was actually standing outside the Chinese theaters when I got that notification. I was like, oh, <laughs> so maybe wow. I'll come back here in like a like a month or so. But um, yeah, it was really good. Like, uh, That's cool. Yeah, so like my film was in there, and my cousin uh, Trevor Solway, he's another filmmaker. His film uh, Broken Records um, was in that festival as well. So um, our two films uh, were part of the the last program on the last day. So on the Sunday night. Um, our films played back to back, so yeah, it was tons of fun. Amazing. So you said you were in LA and you found. So did you know? Like you, it obviously already submitted your project, right? But yeah. like, so you were just there by coincidence? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, pretty you, much. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I took my kids out to like Disneyland and stuff, and then we kind of took a trip to like oh. uh, like Hollywood Boulevard, and we we're just like walking up there, and I and I knew, like I. They said the notification date was somewhere like around that week. So I was like outside there and I got an email. I was like, oh, cool. I just got the film festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That would have been a fun experience. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, good. That's amazing. And that was for a night out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that, the festival was pretty cool. Like uh, there was like an open at night screen in. Um, and then they kind of just showed like films throughout uh, like Saturday and Sunday, I think. And the way that like festivals are like they're like programmed, so there's like a just like a feature film program, I guess, or like a documentary uh, programs that just have short documentaries and stuff, or they have like uh, feature length documentaries, or and then I think the last uh, night on Sunday was like a shorts program. So it was like my film, my cousin Trevor's film, and like five or six other like short films and within a program so they kind of just showed them back to back to back and then i think i think mine was like the second last one to to uh the show but yeah it was was pretty cool Uh, your whole family was there too that's that's pretty sweet (laughs) yeah that's crazy (laughs) wow 
Wow. Yeah, that's that's a memorable, very memorable experience. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was a, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, I kind of got yeah. I got kind of got tired of LA after those two trips, so it might be a while until I go back. <laughs> like it's a it's a cool town. There's lots of sun and stuff, but like, yeah, like I, it's kind of glad to be home after uh, that festival. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's incredible. So what what um what projects do you have on the horizon? Um, uh, the yeah, we were. I'm not entirely sure yet. I like I was telling Nick, I, I have some ideas that I currently have. Um, there's like visuals and stuff that are stuck in my head about my next story. Um, like I was kind of telling Nick, yeah, I think my next one definitely is going to be kind of on like uh, something to do with like brothers and stuff. I, I have a, I only have one brother. I have like a younger, like younger brother. Um, so I think my next film is going to take some elements of, of that. But, you know, I haven't written anything yet. And I'm kind of in the same process of you. I just, I just want to watch some films right now and get some ideas and, you know, hopefully get writing while I'm in here. So, yeah. That's okay. No rush, man. No rush. <laughs> yeah. And Adam, uh, Ding here is uh, like you also a filmmaker as well. Okay. Awesome. Tell Adam uh, about three. Yes, yeah. I've done um, two short films while I'm at Royal in the last um, year, year and a half, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to be making my my graduation project uh, back in March. For you know, I'm in my last year in Mount Royal in um, our program. So, yeah. um, unfortunately, it, it occurred right in the middle of the pandemic. Like, like I was planning for it to be like late March, uh, Nick and like crew of like 20 others. We were going to be, uh, shooting out in the Drumheller area. And then every day that we got closer to the actual planned shooting days, we just, we, we realized every day that it, we approached the date that it probably wasn't going to happen until it finally yeah. just, it just didn't happen because of the, the measures take that have been, you know, implemented yeah. and taking place. So yeah. it was, it was kind of a burn. It, it felt pretty disappointing, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to it once it's safe, maybe even yeah. this summer, if we have a chance to, to meet other people again and yeah. who knows, it might work out for the better. Right. So you just have yeah. to, have yeah, to embrace the change. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. Like, I definitely, yeah. like, like, especially for, like, yeah, like, film-type stuff. Like, yeah, it all gets yeah. got put on hold. I think, um, yeah, because yeah. for our, um, for the Nopi Collective, like, it was, a night out was made through the Nopi Collective. It's, like, a filmmaking group. Um, I think, yeah, we were in the process of, we were supposed to shoot our next film, um, when was it, May? This month, actually. And we just kind of said, yeah, we can't, can't do it too. We yeah. can't push it back or like, yeah, see when everything kind of calms down and hopefully we can get back to it. So no, I feel you, man. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Just like everyone in the creative world is pretty much on hold right now. Well, yeah. I mean, you can still do a lot of things while you're at home, but it's not the same, not the same yeah. experience. Yeah. But, yeah. What was, what was your, what was your film book? What was the story? Um, so it was going to be about, which is so weird. Like I wrote it, um, I thought it like in December, but it was a idea I had for a long time. But it, it actually involved like of scientists researching a disease, and so it was just like really weird <laughs> timing. <laughs> and it was like I wrote, I wrote it like most of it in January when I was actually I was on a trip, uh, like for Christmas and New Year's. I came back to school, and then um, 
I just I thought it would be perfect the perfect way to end my my time in university. Well, I still probably have another year, but yeah. um, end my time in the in the program specifically, and then. Um, yeah. It was just like the timing when the pandemic happened and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like this will probably just, or the epidemic originally just in China, I was like, okay, this is kind of uh, what I'm already kind of wanting to, out of this concept. Um, like I can take inspiration from this real life event, but then it just became too real just, and too yeah, like, personal. Yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, yeah, I don't even really, I felt like it wouldn't even be appropriate right now maybe to even shoot it if I could just because everyone, no one would want to see something that's okay. too close to home right now maybe. Yeah. So okay. maybe I'll even just wait until after the pandemic to actually get to this project because it's, it's a bit too similar to our current predicament. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, which is just really, it's a really weird coincidence, but it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what happens, it happens, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, no, I hope it works out. I think, um, you know, in this time where you're going to, like, sit and, like, you know, you want to do it, but when you actually get to do it, hopefully eventually, like, it'll, you know, you have a lot of passion behind it, so. I yeah, okay. yeah. It'd take time to really refine it and, you know, try yeah. to um, prove upon what you've got. So I think it, it'll work out for most people that have been, like, kind of prevented from actually following through yeah it'll work out for the better but it is it's really disappointing for sure yeah <laughs> especially because like you're at, you're in the program too in mount royal right yeah yeah i mean yeah. i'm in uh, next year so that can go into third year yeah that's my thought yeah i wasn't sure if you're at like vfc or say but yeah you're at mount royal that's awesome yeah. uh, i'm surprised we haven't like run into each other yet yeah, no, I don't think like it, we yeah. never we never ran into each other. So <laughs> yeah, and when I'm there, I'm pretty much with like our class and stuff. I don't, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I've slowly started to like meet everybody yet. Um, I haven't met you, but I, yeah, I've, I've met some other people from like the the year above us. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad we finally. Well, we ran ran into each other today. That's yeah, no. this is our nice first meeting. Hopefully, but that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I can't believe. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we talk more soon when that bus blows over, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I, I didn't even meet Nick until, when was it? Uh, February. February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, two years by we never met, which is so unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, um, Adam, I I met this man <laughs> on, as as a guest for my for my podcast, uh, Decade Play for the best oh, film, okay. Tiny Dance. Yeah. Uh, he, I got recommended by, by Ben Goodman. You know, everyone's okay. station. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we met by podcast, and now we. That's um What was your guys' first episode about? What, for this? Uh, sci-fi of the 2010s. Right. Okay. Cool. It, the episode should be released by Monday. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I'll tune in. Fun time. Fun time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Look at us. Three aspiring filmmakers <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of yeah. hunkering it down before this all blows over, eh? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Once it's over, we'll have to collaborate on something and yeah. Yeah. Put, all of our, put all of our resources into a really good project. Oh, yeah. And our passion as well. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That, um, that they had, like, uh, on Facebook, eh? The, the, um, was it for the third years? Or there was, like, a Facebook watch party? of like the I, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. But what, for what year was yeah. that? 
Uh, yeah, that was for the fourth years, I believe. Okay. Uh, final, final projects. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have been on that, but yeah, it didn't end up yeah. being completed or oh, even. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's it was it was great. Though. A lot of people got their stuff done, which was really yeah. nice. Did you get to work on anybody else's or? Yeah, yeah, I helped with um, at least. Well, I helped kind of with one, like with the. I just kind of gave him some recommendations. That, um, James, I think just barely. I didn't really help much, but um, on Evans, I I was um, the cinematographer for that, so I, I was able to yeah still get some okay. experience I mean, semester, which was nice. Which was yeah. great, great experiences. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. which one film was that again? Um, so that was, um, so I think it was called, it was like the black and white film, uh, oh, okay. what's the name of the title of that? You know, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. I think it was like Troy's Dilemma or something, or? Yeah, 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 I've I seen that, that was cool. I, I, I feel bad, Evan, if, Evan will see that I forgot his <laughs> name, but I, I just, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'll look it up while we're done. <laughs> Evan, I listen, but. My brain's not working today. I, <laughs> I think he changed the title right before it actually released, so that's why I'm kind of yeah. Forgetting. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a good project. It was it was great. Cool. Yeah, there's some cool like uh, like black and white stuff in there, and uh, like for a shot where it's like yeah. on the side and it, like moves up like this, and then like yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a fun shot to do. That was, I, I think Evan and I we ran through that like probably twenty times. 20 oh, yeah. plus takes get that because it was so hard to like like keep it still and like i was really shaky yeah and then to actually turn it and get him in the right position on frame was was really hard that was a challenge so that was yeah yeah i messed but... up quite a few times to get to get anything decent there <laughs> that was hard yeah. that was good yeah that was a cool one it was like yeah i know how tricky that the stuff can get especially with like the orientation type stuff like keeping it like, yeah and like the viewfinders sometimes at a different angle so like you just it's very uh it's hard without like yeah. one of those um uh what, what do you call them they're like the secondary viewfinders that you can use like beside your camera i oh, should okay. know this uh, yeah it's like like um like an external monitor yeah like an external monitor exactly without one of those it's it's definitely hard to pull those shots off but um it's yeah. like you can still do it but it just takes a lot of practice for sure yeah okay yeah it's it's very challenging but it was what did you guys, yeah, did you guys use the um um what did you guys shoot that on was that the c100 uh yeah that was the c100 yeah yeah, yeah and i don't yeah. shot on the c100 too yeah oh was it yeah yeah that's, a, good that's camera. a great camera i i i've really grown to like it a lot yeah it's probably my go-to at this point yeah yeah i was i wasn't yeah. a big fan of like how how it's shaped at first but like i i yeah same thing i grew to kind of like enjoy it, the way that it's like yeah. designed and stuff and yeah 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 do you yeah. own your own camera what's that sorry uh, uh, do you own your own camera or me oh no yeah. no I, I wish i did no not yet that's a, the next step for me i want to get my own equipment my own camera Right up yeah. there with yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same here. It's very expensive though. Like yeah, it's super expensive. <laughs> yeah, like, and we I've been relying on rental equipment for the last four years. So now, not having access to any of that's pretty. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new new thing to realize you need like a home studio to to really make it work these days. Yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah. Next goal, hopefully, the next next year or two is actually have everything of my own. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. next for me too. I want to start having my own stuff, and then I can use it for whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't think like shared um, shared spaces for anything will be available for a while just with the yeah. situation. So. Yeah, it's going to be more expensive to be creative in the coming coming year. <laughs> yeah. At least, but mm-hmm. well. yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, like for my documentary, well, I didn't have a camera, so I had to use an alternative option, my phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Yeah. So. Did, did you, uh, for your, um, it was Brighton, right? Your doc, Nick? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. What? Oh, sorry. That was a uh, that was for your that documentary you made, Brighton, was it? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Man, you shot that all on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Did you did you use like a did you do like handheld or did you did you have like a little tripod thing for it? Or? No tripod, just handheld. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! Wow, <laughs> cool. So good job, man. It was a, it's a quite a bit of work to just do it all by yourself. So hats mm-hmm. off to you. Yeah, and think Ding too. He was also a star in the in the, in the film. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, like, this, this guy, he's kept me sane these past two months. <laughs> That's great, man. You gotta support each other out there. Kept me sane, all man. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised you say that with all the, all the like dark movies i'm recommending you and stuff like in these times <laughs> but you've, you've kept me saying you're so positive and just um your your passion is very contagious so yeah, yeah no, you're really encouraging about this podcast i was like yeah. yeah i don't know if i'm ready to talk to people after so much time alone i was like but yeah nick was very enthusiastic about getting me on here so it's great yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely yeah it's weird it's it's definitely harder to talk to people uh, after the after being away from people for a while. Like I've been talking to people every day through um, Skype and other video platforms, yeah. platforms for my job and for school and for podcasts. So I feel like it's normal, but it's definitely different. Like um, not being yeah. around people constantly. Like it's yeah. it's a change. Yeah, that's for sure. Not, yeah, well, at least when just going to school every day, right? Yeah, yeah, going to school all the time, seeing your buddies and shit, and yeah, now it's just like all this. So might be like, even if you just see people through video call, it might just be like a handful in a day. So yeah, even that, even then, it's it's you're not seeing the same amount of people. Plus, yeah. it's all through video call. So it is is quite different unless you live in like a house with a lot of people. Um, you could go a long stretch of time and not see anyone with the whole yeah. situation now yeah I've, I've been trying to find ways like I've, I've started to like it's been a while since I like worked out and stuff so I've been going for like trying to go for runs and just you know trying to nice. trying to not be stagnant and you know yeah 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 like at first I think um, it kind of immediately felt like it was like a vacation but now it's definitely like this is just reality so like you have to do <laughs> yeah. the same, same sort of things as you did before but just like, purgatory just now it's good yeah <laughs> try to integrate like your old habits into yeah. the current situation and uh yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Adam, I don't know if you've heard, but if it makes you feel any better, um, a lot of stuff is gonna be reopening soon. Like there are yeah, a few yeah. restrictions, but still, it's I guess it's a consolation as well. Yeah. Be yeah, I'll see a whole week out. I think I yeah. I just hopefully I can just get a haircut. That's all I really want. <laughs> After that, I'll be good. Like um, I can go back to hiding. But <laughs> I just really want a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you're not um you're not brave enough to try to do it at home by yourself no no <laughs> yeah like it's, I, it's hard it's hard yes. yeah my my girlfriend really wants to like she, she's begging me to do it but you know if it comes down to it hope maybe but you know i want like clippers and like to get it short and stuff and yeah I like it though. Like it's like it's it looks great on you, and I think like Nick, your hair looks great. Like this is a <laughs> cool time to like experiment with your. Like, yeah, like exactly. I'm not shaving anytime soon. Like yeah. uh, me, me I neither. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even get much. I don't get like none at all. I just got this this mop. <laughs> nice. It's great. Like it's, everyone, everyone looks different than they used to. So it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. cool. We're all like a new new era has begun for everyone. <laughs> it's pretty across the board like even my, my dad like he he now has like a beard he never really had one before um brendan for a bit uh nick you know brendan but brendan's in our program as well adam uh he's fourth year um you might you might know him flarsky well his name's not actually flarsky but that's that's his uh his persona name. Um, <laughs> and you don't know what his real name is, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been a podcast together, him and I, but he he, he grew out his um, goatee which, and mustache, which was a new look for him. So it's, it's really exciting. He, like, new new styles on everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, my dad, like, he, like, he always gets haircuts and, like, even, like, it's, yeah, I called him the other day and just, like, yeah, his sides are getting long and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I feel you dead. I need one, too. <laughs> it's it's good. Like, save some money that way for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I'm not spending any money on, um, yeah, haircuts. Like, I mean, I was growing my hair out anyway, so it just, yeah. it's it's a good time. Like I haven't had a haircut in a year, a year and a half probably. Okay. I know you can't tell, but, but yeah, I have it. Yeah, yeah. Back. But it's it's probably yeah. down to like here right now. Like oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will show you, but I haven't even showered like since that day, so my hair's not. It doesn't look very good right now, so I won't even. I won't even show you guys, but. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it's a new new thing for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Okay. Even even like you see like Justin Trudeau, he has like, mm. like his facial hairs coming oh, yeah, out. Yeah. His hair's quite oh, long now. And yeah, I've been watching his hair too. It's been like uh, getting pretty wavy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. Like you have like people that are usually like you know they have a specific look for their job. Now it's just like no rules apply anymore. It's just like yeah, just, be- just do you. Just, yeah. Well, hell breaks this. <laughs> yeah. <I'm a> caveman. <laughs> yeah. I um, I I was like always. I it doesn't feel any different for me really because like I go like six months a year probably not. Like I grow my beard and then I shave and then I don't grow it for a bit and then I go another six months. Like every year I do that and I grow my yeah. hair out. I cut it and then I grow it out for a year. So like, yeah. I feel like this is like 
this is my time like it's like <laughs> no no worries ding that's no exactly exactly it's been a long time for me like it's been two months since i got an haircut it's the longest i've, I've gone for a, a long time so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i know what you mean it's, it's it's definitely different just like i guess now it's just um Oh, well, probably like in a month or so, you could be able to to do those things again. I imagine probably by the yeah. summer. Yeah, agree. Yeah, there's still there's still hope. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I'm planning to I have a new thing to plan for this quarantine because you see my today by the way my brother he or just he passed the written part of his driving exam. <laughs> oh sweet. So, <laughs> I think I've got to work on is get my driver's license before my brother does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. How much younger is he? Um, he's 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. It's a race, eh? Yeah. Race against time. Yeah. I, I didn't get my um, learners yet until I was 18. Oh, yeah. So you got his learners, you said? Uh, yeah, but he oh, just had okay. to practical exam oh i see okay i thought you meant like his okay. yeah okay yeah yeah and you have your learners right now right that's right yeah oh, okay, oh, so okay. You're gonna, your test soon yeah i took my my practical test once however didn't pass but now i think i'm ready i'm good to go nice nice yeah i didn't get my my drivers until i was like 19 yeah <laughs> so i don't feel too bad about it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't get my drivers until 2020, yeah, three years ago. And, okay, uh, yeah. I, I failed the, well, I shouldn't probably say this, but I failed the written test quite a few times. Yeah, I did too. I would never, <laughs> I would never study and I imagine like, oh, I'll just pass. And I just, I never did until I actually studied. And I was like, oh, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> just study from Same for me. Yeah. yeah. But then I got my my license on the first try, like the the driving test. So I was like, okay, oh, that nice. makes me feel. Better. I failed a lot of written tests. Yeah, I just I cool. wasn't very focused as a seventeen year old, eighteen year old. It's hard <laughs> to focus on well, like. No, me too. I mean, we all we all yeah. procrastinate time to time. So. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's bad sometimes. <laughs> 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 so what else did I miss? I don't want to like I don't want to repeat anything you guys have already said. So I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what to say because that's my bad. What did you guys <laughs> no, remember in the first half? So did, we, did you uh, talk about? Because I want to mention about Adam's uh, project, like some of the details that I saw in it that I was really interested in. Did you guys sure. talk about that at all? Yeah, a little uh, bit. Yeah, sure. it's kind of like an overview of all different stuff. But yeah, I want to talk details and we'll do it. Yeah, like the first thing that really stood out to me when I was watching it was. Um, the low light, low lighting scenes that look really, really clean and just like it looks like. I don't know if you had any sort of. You probably had some lighting on set, right? Like yeah, um, yeah. artificial lighting. Yeah. It just looks so good because that's something I want to do is um, shoot, shoot at night, and I've done it yeah. a few times, but I always struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. It was. Uh, it's hard to shoot at night. Like, it, we kind of just all collaborated on it, and we kind of just played around with it. I think that's the main thing. Just wherever you are, just play around with it until it looks right. You know, there's there's certain formulas you can remember. You know, your three point lighting or whatever. But like, just play around with stuff until it looks 
how you where, where you want it to be um yeah shooting at night was hard we, we were lucky enough um outside the house we were shooting at there was like this tall like um um, I guess it's a it's kind of like a big like street light um so it was like this huge orange like a uh, glow you can see in the film so that was like our main source um and we didn't really use lights outside if unless it was like really close to like the entrance or like close to like an outlet so um yeah and then inside inside the house like the the you know the red light like inside the party and stuff um yeah the funny, the funny thing was like that that light was already there when we got the location oh, that wow. that house was um it was used as kind of like nobody lived in it but it was like this really small house um <clears throat> that only had like a, a living room kitchen one bathroom and one room no basement um but they these people use this house as kind of like a jam house so they played like instruments in there and stuff and they put up this red light in there, that the LED light that gave off gave off this cool glow. So we just used it. And um, when we're in the party, we didn't really use too many other lights other than just that red light. Because red like, light. yeah, because it was we just kind of thought it would be too hard to remain consistent of like shooting inserts and stuff for like um, people and like trying to change the light or trying to match everything. So we just used that one red light, and then maybe like I think the ceiling fan had a light. And that was it. So we just kind of set it once, and then we just use it for all of our shots because we shot stuff out of sequence and stuff like that. And yeah, I think that the the red lighting in the scene it actually helped the the scene because it it may, it was pretty much a a tense scenario between the teenagers, and yeah. the red really symbolizes that. So was yeah. it intentional or not? The people always ask me that. Like I, I wish I was like a you know some auteur or some shit and be like yeah red supposed to but like yeah so that the red light which is kind of like a like it was there on the day and funny enough funny enough i noticed this like when i was editing it every character has like a a piece of red on them like mm -hmm. tommy has has the red headband uh jared has a red shirt dress shirt under his jacket nance has a red shirt um i think just Corey doesn't have a shirt or red on him but they all kind of have shared like a red like motif i guess i didn't really notice it at first but i was like huh that's kind of cool so wow yeah oh wow yeah that's that's crazy like um yeah like you you can read or watch videos on like color theory and movies and like yeah like red uh i'm trying to think of movies that have used red a lot well like her uh spike jones used red a lot i think that was yeah. kind of symbolized i think in that case it was like maybe a longing for love or something but yeah it can also yeah. be hate or rage or um revenge so it's like that's really amazing that just happened for you that way like that's I've, yeah. i've never really put too much thought into my character's clothing colors specifically yeah. maybe just like the look yeah. but something i think like in the future i'm going to pay more attention to is just like yeah yeah definitely yeah. Colors stay. Yeah, sorry oh, yeah yeah go ahead sorry uh like in your in your film thing uh west with voices in the that scene there was red lighting which really also helped add the like the, the mood the, the the mood of help, helplessness and weakness in your character too yeah yeah well, yeah, that was, yeah ryan robinson he was like definitely the art director on that project he he just a clear idea of what colors you wanted and you just realize how important it is and um 
yeah it's so fun it's so fun to see like what it would do you think the characters would be any different if you had like let's say they're all wearing blue do you think that would yeah. change what people interpret the movie as I believe so. Yeah, because blue is normally a happy color, so it would, you know, ruin the, the tension from that from that scene, basically. Yeah. Like in a, in a night out, um, if everyone was wearing a different color, do you think like your audience would have like said different something different? Yeah. They would have. Felt I think so. Something. I think yeah. I think it would just it would kind of give off a different vibe or like a yeah a different type of mood like every like yeah. yeah again i think i lucked out with like the whole red stuff because red yeah red could be interpreted for like yeah like anger or like like love or type that sort of stuff and there's like a lot of emotion just in that room alone so like you know i think it was if it was a different color or like it was like green or like blue or something it would definitely be like a different yeah different vibe. so yeah it's really interesting it's really interesting it's all about the details sometimes yeah yeah the detail yeah yeah how, how long are we going in this show i hope i can ask a few more questions of course sure. okay. yeah, we'll more. Yeah. awesome awesome so um also where did you shoot like i i feel like i recognize that location but i i'm not 100 percent sure so maybe i'll i'll wait till you tell me but i'll okay. stay close in my prediction <laughs> uh we actually shot that at my home uh community of Sixaga. it was um it was uh what was it yeah it was just this there was we had somebody who knew of this house it was uh people used to live in it but they moved out and they had a new house it was kind of on this farm um but they had this like little tiny house there like i said it was like a kitchen living room one bedroom and, and one bathroom and like a furnace i think and it, no basement and stuff um and yeah we they, they use that space as like a, a like a jam house so like um a lot of bands there like from six ago would just go in there and jam out and drink and stuff and um yeah so we kind of thought it was like perfect and it was just yeah it was just small enough to like be intimate with you know the, the crew and the cast and stuff like that but like yeah it was a like for all of us like the cast and the crew was like pretty cramped at their times so we had to like step out and get some air and stuff but yeah yeah so you like did you um what am i trying to say so was the house kind of like were, were there any neighbors it, like was there some distance between that house and any other houses yeah yeah it was like a yeah it was like a rural like part yeah. of the our community so it was yeah there was like there was houses but they were like kind of a ways like across the fields and stuff and yeah yeah it was kind of like right off the highway a little bit and um yeah I, yeah so kind of best i can describe it but yeah, yeah. but it was in six cool. yeah the reason i asked that is like um for my project that i was going to do i was going to be shooting in a, in a single house in a remote location um, a little house that my uncle owns close to Drumheller. And yeah. there's, na- there's neighbors, like, there's, you know, it's probably 50 feet between the houses. So it's not like a, it's not like a neighborhood at all. It's very, like a very rural community. But I was, yeah. I was really interested in, um, in shooting there. But I was also considering all the, all the issues with, like, if I was shooting at night, um, or even just in the daytime, like dealing with, with um, neighbors, houses being there or like if they if they like trying to control the location is hard right especially yeah. if um you know you don't want to 
I guess. Mm. What am I trying to say? I guess piss off your neighbors, basically. You don't, yeah. you don't want to let, yeah. like, make too much like noise and sound at night, especially. So yeah. that was, like, what I had to kind of think about with this um, with this film is, like, how, will I have to talk to the neighbors in this community yeah. for, before shooting this house? Yeah. Was, I think, yeah, I think it's, like, it's a really good, like, courtesy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were, we were lucky. That location was, like, yeah, the neighbors were, like, like far far away but the only neighbor was a person who owned the house and they they had a house kind of not not too far but like pretty like a hop skip and a jump away from there so we weren't close to anybody that that much but yeah yeah because it it is a lot easier than having to shoot in like uh like a residential neighborhood in calgary like um that that's when you would have to deal with like noise complaints or like like just controlling the location a bit better because that's always the hard part too it's just like making sure like because we shot um evan's film in his neighborhood and uh luckily it was a super quiet day so there was no one walking on the street and stuff so it worked out but some some locations like if you wanted to shoot like downtown for example like that would be that would be a challenge like just as a student film like how would you get everyone to like 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 obviously people would cross into your your shot and everything and uh yes that's the hard part about controlling some sets i think yeah there was um when i was at state um we did a lot of student productions and a lot of our films um yeah we sometimes we 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 had a short film we shot on Stevens Avenue and a little bit in like Kensington and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, same thing. It's hard to like, um, I wasn't part of like the, um, I think I was doing sound for that project, but anyways, I wasn't part of like the locations and stuff, but like, yeah, that's definitely a big challenge in the city. Cause <laughs> it's like, cause yeah. like, uh, we can't block off like a whole like sidewalk and you have to let people buy and stuff. And yeah. So like, yeah, I can, I can see that it's super hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of budgets for like some, some you know high budget movies like high budget for me is like anything over like a few dollars because I don't spend a lot of money in my <laughs> film. Yeah. But I mean like Hollywood movies, um, but Hollywood movies they like a lo- large amount of their budget just goes towards like literally that just like traffic control. Oh, yeah. I think like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino like he oh, shut down the highways in L.A. for a few days I think, and that cost. Yeah millions well i I don't want to say millions maybe in the thousands hundreds of thousands yeah i don't know exactly but it's so expensive to be able to like do those sorts of things yeah definitely i think like remote locations and um, rural places and yeah i think it's the way to go for low budget um yeah yeah it's definitely hard to find but yeah find gyms like that but yeah some, yeah. sometimes all it takes is like somebody's friend of a friend or something then you yeah. can find information like that so yeah yeah because yeah. like so far for my two short films this last year um we've shot the first one uh in a in a park in edworthy park and that was that was because this is the story i wrote that's the setting i wanted but also you kind of when you write a story that you want to actually produce you you have to kind of sometimes consider the logistics of it while you write even though you yeah. try not to let like yeah. the logistical <laughs> yeah. things bleed into like the the creative process that's the struggle is like yeah. being as creative as possible and like taking liberties but also realizing like okay i might have to scale back that might not really work 
for what I can do right now. So like pushing your your imagination, but then also also imagining how it'll translate in reality is always kind of the struggle for I think like up and coming filmmakers. But like choosing yeah. like the wilderness or parks, like I did it for uh, West with Voices and East with Echoes. I think it just it makes no sense, like especially where we're from. We have so many beautiful landscapes, and you just have to like utilize your environment and um, what you have access to, and just try to tell the best story possible. And you did exactly that, and I think that's like that's what that's what um, like separates like really good uh, student films from like the rest. Like yours is so good, and it's like because you know your location you knew like what you needed to make it work and you just like you embraced what you what you could do and it turned out so well so yeah thank you amazing. yeah no it's a yeah no like see man it's a struggle it's a miracle that anything gets made that we do so <laughs> yeah how long were you uh producing that film how long was the whole uh, i want to say like a year i think wow from, from when i wrote it Brought it to the Nopi Collective, and then we workshopped it, rehearsed it, made it. And on, on, we made it on a weekend, and then I edited it for like a whole like summer. And did did, wow. did the sound mix myself and color myself, and then sent it to festivals, and then got into LA Skins, and then just recently, and last month I released it online. So yeah, it's a wow. real labor of love. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah whole year that's crazy that's yeah it must be good to see it come come to fruition <laughs> yeah i think i'm just i'm yeah i'm happy that i'm done with it honestly <laughs> i'm tired yeah. of like tweak, i'm tired of tweaking stuff and like i'm really picky like that so i'm just glad to like just let it live a life of its own now so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how about you dana when you in, in your films what is usually like the length of time it takes you to complete the project that's a good question. So, like, I haven't done I haven't done a ton of stuff yet, but for West with Voices, my project last summer, or, or sorry, that was last spring, March twenty nineteen. Um, that was in that was actually an original story that was in development for like four years because um, a friend of mine we were we were planning to make it like in twenty fifteen when we were we were like nineteen at this time. Um, he came up with the idea, and I helped him develop it. Then I wrote the script in the next year. Um, but then he moved away to Vancouver Island. So we were never able to actually produce it together. Mm. And then I tried to do it in my first year at Mount Royal and I didn't have access to the cameras. I don't think you get access to them properly until like second year. Right. So I wasn't able to like rent the equipment. So I had to keep it off until second year, second year. I tried to do it. Um, it just never worked. Uh, I think, I couldn't fit it into the like like the class structure, and uh, that's what I kind of needed was like a, I needed a crew that were willing to help me, and it's kind of hard to recruit people in the middle of a busy semester, right? Like to yeah. take a lot of time away from studying to help you. So I, I knew I had to wait for like the perfect opportunity to include it part of our our class um, our class structure. So then, so this was like 2018. So this was like three years later. I tried to do it one last time in the spring before I, I actually traveled for four months away from Canada. So that was like, I was trying to squeeze it in right before my trip. It didn't work. With That was with like John Swan and a few others, Nick. Uh, we tried to do it once before we actually did it and it didn't work. I just didn't have the time. And then I finally was able to fit it in a year later, like four years after the original 
idea sprung up to actually try to do it. And I knew this was my one shot because of the, the way the class was designed to produce something of your, of your own. So finally it all worked out. I had, you know, a great crew that was willing to help and time to really devote to it. And yeah, so it really it takes a long time, but really like shooting that was, it's crazy. Like it was four years in the making, but then I, I shot it in literally eight hours, less than eight hours in a single day. And then it only yeah. took like a week and a half to edit. So it's like so much buildup for just like a very small amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Ironic. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, Interesting. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. crazy. And like all these like attempts and attempts and attempts and like it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. Finally it works. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Then you think of all like the alternate ways it could have gone, like, oh, if I did it last year before the year I did it, how would it have been different? Like obviously things would have been different because it's a different time. Um it's it's interesting. Yeah. But you just have to realize like, okay, it happens maybe at a time when it's supposed to happen yeah so yeah, yeah. cool man congrats though oh yeah <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite the story <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it was like nowhere near though like the scope of yours like you had like so many actors so many people included mine was literally just like two characters and like a very very minimal story so yeah even even for mine like it took so long and it's so it's so minimal right like it's just it's yeah. just basically me driving and um some shots from like different val like valley vantage points in this valley and then um tracking shots in other cars driving close to my car and um yeah seen at the end that uh, it's like a like a stand a standoff between the two characters on the road um beside their cars and just to do that like that was that was hard to even do that and that was so minimal so i can't believe yeah. like you were able to pull that off with so many people and moving parts in yours and um like an actual like like narrative mine doesn't really have like a true narrative to it like yours like you have character development and everything and dialogue yeah. so that's like that's a whole other thing to actually be able to do that and within a year that's that's actually quite you would have been quite busy i think for, for uh, yeah it was, a lot. it was hard to do it during school too because i yeah <laughs> uh, yeah but um but yeah it's hard to like because it's it's hard when you like write something go about shooting it and then go and edit it and just kind of like you you know personally like what's lost and like story-wise from like one point to another right and mm -hmm. with a night out there's definitely details that were left out from the script or from what i have in my head that i know that didn't really fully um translate to the final thing but yeah there's there's there's, there's some parts in a night out that i wish that i i redid with like some actors or like dialogue or like way, ways that i um uh, whatever yeah ways that I wanted to do it but yeah you just kind of have to learn from those sorts of things and you know I, I know now to like be more efficient and stuff and because yeah and I'd always a huge undertaking and I, I couldn't have done it without like my crew and stuff and I'm, I'm glad that I had a lot of people that were behind it and stuff but yeah it was hard it's, it's a hard thing to do, make movies so yeah 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 it's so fun but it's it's so hard but it's, it's yeah so worth it at the same time. yeah it's, it is it is worth it yeah yeah okay i, I think i gotta head out guys oh yeah no worries, no worries. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. So nice to meet you. Yeah, no, it's it nice to meet you, man. Uh, yeah, it's good to talk to you, Nick. Um, hopefully, we'll see each other this fall. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Really, I'm going to listen to your guys' podcast. I really enjoyed it. So. Oh, well, Thank you so much for being. Uh, this is the second episode, right? Nick, yeah, so second guest. Correct. Sin City. And now, time to do the epic closing. And this has been Sin City, live from CMRU.ca. Thanks for coming, Adam. And thank you for coming to right in the nick of time, Dane. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for waiting for me, guys. I really appreciate that. (laughs) I'll get all anything. But that was fun. That was so fun. Awesome. Nice. Until then, I'm Nick Manessis. This is Dave McLean. And this has been Sin City, live from CMRU.ca.